G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Time to rip into the show. Woo! Hope everyone's having a good morning. Welcome into Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Thursday, the 3rd of March, and just after 6 o'clock. Good to see the team in the studio up and about. And Emma, he's back on the airways. Hope you're feeling all right, Em. Haven't got too sick. And uh, hope you rip into the day and... Have a cracker. You know, we've got a good show for you coming up on the in the morning. We've got to start it off with a bang because we love a bit of football and Borehamwood FC. A few weeks ago, we spoke to Borehamwood manager Luke Gerrard after they advanced to the fifth round of the FA Cup with Everton, Frank Lampard. Well, the time has come. Quarter past nine tomorrow morning is kickoff. And Luke has kindly agreed to come on the show as we head till tomorrow's kickoff when uh, they take on Everton. Can they do what Borough has done? Middlesbrough, they've destroyed Tottenham. Baz's side, they've kicked them out of the FA Cup. <laughs> come on, Borenwood. we got you got our support on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and I'm pretty sure we've turned a Ricardo ball too, so he'll be up and about. Looking forward to chatting to Luke just after 7 o'clock. And, well, what's the furthest you have run at one time? 20K? 40K? 80K? What about 102Ks? 102 kilometres in one day. Well, that's what's happening this Friday. Crusaders Academy manager Aaron Webb will run 102 kilometres around Malvern Park, Christchurch, raising money for child cancer. Uh, he's an absolute champion of a bloke and someone that doesn't probably get the accolades and, and that he deserves. You know, you think of the recruiting that uh, the Crusaders have done over the years. He's been there for many, many years. His ability to go out to the schools, offer um, not only on the rugby field, but opportunities off the field, university down here, Lincoln, uh, Canterbury University, clubs, jobs, trades, more than just rugby. Um, he's a huge part of that, is Aaron Webb. So we're going to have a chat to Webby. Uh, he was meant to do um, uh, what was the, the, the ultra ultra race up in the North Island. He was meant to do their Tarawera Ultra Race, uh, ma- Ultra Marathon, 102 kilometres, but they got cancelled because of COVID. So he's changed it. He's going to run and race, race some money instead. But uh, we'll have Aaron Webb at about 7.40 this morning to have a wee chat to him. And following the Crusaders' theme, <laughs> it's all about them today because I'm on. Yes, well, no. Today we're going to have our Mick Coffee catch-up this morning. We will have a chat to David Harvili, uh, who will be rested this week to allow his body to recover. Uh, and some debutants will have a crack. His brother is actually playing for Moana Pacifica. Uh, William Harvili played for Tasman. He's starting at 15 for Moana. So we've tried to get Moana on. Uh, it's been a bit hard to, to you know align the stars. So 
haven't really done that. So I went and got uh, Davey Harvilli. He'll be able to speak about his brother and his progress over the last couple of years. And also we'll just chat to him about how he's enjoying 12 um, and, and his uh, aspirations for this year. So looking forward to having a chat to my good mate, David Harvilli, who uh, is not a bad golfer too. We'll chat about that. And then to finish the show, we're going to talk to Tom Abercrombie uh, for our Court Kings catch-up over the ditch. And uh, we always love having a chat to Tom. But, yep, that's the show for today. Like always, we'd love to hear from you, from you on the text machine, double eight double three, or give us a call anytime. Ken our tire phone line, 0800 150 811. Ricardo or myself would love to hear from you this morning. Look, we had a tough day on the races yesterday before I cross over to Ricardo in the studio. Uh, yeah, she was a tough old slog at Hastings yesterday, but I would like to say a shout-out to Mike. Mike te- texted in and said, Mohawk Brave, race five. Well, Mohawk Brave actually won, paid $2.90. So I got on that, uh, Mike. Thank you for that little tip. But I multied it in. And the next one I went into, She's a Catch. Well, that lost. No time to jazz. Put it away. She's a Catch came third. So uh, if you know me, I don't go on the tail. So I lost that multi. And then I went Aspen, Colorado in race seven in the Lowland Stakes. And we all know what happened there. Aspen, Colorado ran a solid race. Actually, a really, really good race. Uh, we, um, I was pretty proud of how it went and went strong. But self, self-obsession and, and Nabba, Michael McNabb, were just too strong in the end. So, uh, yeah, dollar dollar fifty favorite was always going to get the job done. Do- job done. Jamie Richards trained. Champion, um, self-obsession. So, yep, awesome. And uh, this weekend, we'll give a few tips later on because there's some good horses racing at Ellerslie. Ooh, have a look. We look at the field and I can't wait to have a, have a wee dabble later on. But anyway, that's enough for me. I'm going to cross over and say g'day to the team in Auckland. Uh, Joe's not here. He's with the drive show. So Ricardo's doing it all. He's DJ and he's a host. How good. And Keza and him. How are you, team? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good is. Uh, doing it uh, doing it bare bones, mate, doing it bare bones. And we're trying to, at the moment, so there's a reason that we had Johnny Mack doing weather is because uh, we, Emma can't get into the weather for some reason, so uh, you might end up having Keza, the weatherman, on. <laughs> I wonder if he can Jim Hickey it. Oh, he will, mate. He'll Jim Hickey it, mate. talents. He's all right, mate. He's, how was the tacos? How was how the tacos were? How was the tacos, mate? I, I knew this was coming. Did you nail it? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Did you burn it? Mate, I, I knew this was happening. And um, just, oh, look, okay, I'll come out and tell the truth. Right, I went out and played basketball yesterday. And um, I kind of yeah. forgot, you know, sort of just, just oh, you know how it goes. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hear me out, hear me out. So um, I've come home and there's a there's a lovely cooked steak there for me. And um, the first thing Dad says to me is, oh, you can tell Izzy that you made that when you come in tomorrow. Because he just knew that I was going to have to cover. And so I've come home and seen the steak and gone, oh, geez, the dagger's going to rip into me tomorrow. But, yeah, so I was I was going to come on here and pretend like I made the steak myself. But, you know, what? I thought I'd give Dad the benefit of the doubt so he doesn't text in and uh, expose me. But, look, look, here's the thing. I've offered to cook tonight. Right, I've offered to cook tonight. So just because, oh, no. just because I forgot, I forgot. It was an honest mistake. Yeah, I was really looking forward to sympathy it. Sympathy offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I was like, you know, Mum, I love you. You know, she said, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. The whole <laughs> oh, thing. You know, the tears almost oh, yeah. came. No, no, we're playing. It was good. It was good. It was good. Had a lovely steak anyway. So but you, tonight is the night, Izzy. So you, you, 
you know, rather than cooking your mum a lovely meal who you told the nation about, <laughs> you're so excited, I could hear it in her voice, you went out and shot Brick City. Brick you City! You shot some bricks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know he had video footage of him playing basketball. Was he? But yeah, fair play, fair play. Nothing nah. about rim. Yeah, nah, I, was, I was very appreciative of her coming on, but, you know, when I, was, when I was sitting up the other day, I just thought, oh, okay, Suzanne is last, last option because I knew... <laughs> That it was just going to be like just a, a riot for me. You know, the washing straight off the bat. Izzy, I'm not happy with you for that, mate. Like, you started it. You started dramas in the house. It's terrible. I reckon we have a, reckon we have a slot for Suzanne every week. There yeah, you go. She'll be up and about. She's probably already. She's probably up right now making your bed, mate. That's how you Making my bed. All right. All right. How about I switch with Joe and I'll just go to drive and you can have Suzanne every week? <laughs> That will oh, be gold. Hey, just a tip for young players, mate. When you go when you go through the uh, the, the KFC tonight to pick up your uh, your chicken tacos, be ditch the wrappers before you get home, so they think you've made them. Okay, <laughs> like Dagger does with the salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, mate, that was hard work. I caught that bugger. Yeah, you watch this space, mate. I'll go get another one. Anyway, good work, good work. Yeah, how was your day, Ricardo? Your family all good, mate? Oh, you Everything's know, things all. all Kosher at home, bud? Yeah, mate. Yeah, everything's well. It's as kosher as it can be. Um, the trouble and strife still crook. Comes in waves, she reckons. So she was a bit wiped out yesterday. So uh, she had a big uh, she had a big nana nap from about two till about five thirty. Because um, yeah. she was because she was just uh, uh, slaughtered. But uh, no, no. Otherwise, all good, mate. Otherwise, all good. Just uh, me and the daughter hanging out, doing some schoolwork, learning some maths. And learning about Roald Dahl. She was reading a thing about Roald Dahl yesterday, and then she had to answer a whole bunch of questions about Roald Dahl, the, uh, the old author. Oh, I loved Roald Dahl. BFG. BFG. BFG's one of my favourites. James oh, and the Giant Peach. Giant. Oh, Matilda. 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 Yeah, Matilda. That's, her, that's probably Ilaria's favourite movie, I reckon, just about up there. I watch, honestly, I'm not going to lie, I watch Matilda still to this day. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Good, good, good. Mrs. Trunchbull. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this the story that she was reading. Now, apparently, the, that was uh, uh, that uh, that character was basically inspired by a guy who was his uh, teacher and headmaster at the school that he went to when he went to boarding school. Mm. Doesn't sound like much fun, does it? Scary teachers. Are... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of some scary teachers that ripped my head off. Probably all of them. But I had a couple. Of, I was a couple of teacher pets, but um. Uh, Raul Dahl champion. Do you, I was just thinking because my um my wife she had COVID. Mm. She had COVID. Oh, look, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. I've never had it. Okay. Yeah. So I can't mm, relate. But do you reckon they're just milking it a wee bit, or you know, <laughs> like an afternoon nap? Mm. I'd love an afternoon nap every day, but yeah, I, I'm just. I don't know. <laughs> Am I being mean? <laughs> I, I Am like I being mean? I like how you're fronting it, and uh, you know when you know that Daisy's still asleep at quarter past six. Um, yeah. <laughs> I swear, I, no, I don't think so. I don't think so personally. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know how crook Daisy was. But uh, yeah, Rachel's <laughs> Rachel's not enjoying it. Put oh, it that way. She's not enjoying it. Get a nice big cuddle later when you get home. Yeah, well, I don't want one, otherwise I'll get the plague <laughs> off her. Um. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Dagger? What did oh. you get up to, mate? Are you, are you playing on the digger or did you get out for a round? 
Uh, what did I do yesterday? Oh, I went and trained. I went and uh, I'm doing a weight loss journey with against with my one of my best mates, three of us, and we kind of blew out over summer. So we came home and we made the decision to to lose some weight. So I went and trained with um with one of my mates down here, and he's an absolute champion animal. Uh, he's just ripped to shreds. Uh, Matt Bateman down here. So I went to his house. He's got a good little setup. And we did this bike session, mate, and my quads, I can't even sit down, they're, they're killing me right now. But we did a bike session in a sauna, so trained in the morning, and then I went home, and uh, yeah, I, did jump, I jumped on the digger again, mate. So <laughs> the digger's here, I jumped on the digger and just spr- started spreading some soil, and so we're slowly getting on top of things. But hey, one job stops and the other one starts, and... Uh, I'm starting to think maybe I'll just go get an apartment somewhere, mate. A bit over grass and, and land. It's too much work. <laughs> Sounded like a good idea. It's too much oh, work. It's just non-stop, man. Honestly. Well, you're getting non-stop. all this all this practice in on the diggers. So when does uh, Dag Landscaping start? When's that your next uh, venture? When's that kick off? Oh, look. I don't know if I'm any good, but mate, see, after a while, you get you get pretty um used to the the controls, and it's so much fun. Um, but no, I can't see myself doing anything in landscape. I got a lot of appreciation for them because look, I'm, do- I'm I've been scraping off a bit of the topsoil, mm. but it's so uneven, mate. Because I got no one down there. I got no little prospect down there with the level, with the laser level. So I don't know if it's level or anything. So it's probably going to drain into a big another lake. So I've probably just made a man-made lake, another one. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But it's good fun, and, and lucky I got some good friends down here that have got some got some tools that I can. Um, you know, scrounge and use. But get in there, bud. Get in there. I'm going to go for another hit today. Yeah. Have we hit? And then um, I'm off. I'm off all weekend, do the Super Rugby. Now we've got, uh, you know, they're out of their bubbles. They're back at home. I'm going to Dunedin. I've got to do the Crusaders Moana Pacifica. And we'll talk a bit, bit about that shortly because, um, yeah, we've been yeah trying to get a couple of Moana Pacifica. It's been pretty hard as of late. But we'll have a chat about them. They've named their squad yesterday. Pretty strong, strong squad against the Crusaders side that's got a few debutants. And then I'm off to Wellington. Wellington on Saturday to do the Hurricanes Highlanders, which will be a, a blockbuster down there, up there in, um, in Wellington. And, and they've got crowds there too, about 1,200 people. So there'll well, be a bit of a vibe. Yeah, good. I did uh, Hurricanes Valley last night with uh, Norm Hewitt. And uh, we had Chris oh. Gibbs on uh, chatting. And, uh, you know, there's. Gibbo. Gibbo. Oh, he's, he's a good champ, man. mate. Oh, he's honestly. A he's a top man. Uh, but we were trying to get more because they're doing a um, a ballot because there's something like thirty thousand Hurricanes club members, um, mm. and they're doing a ballot because only eight hundred can go to the game, and then there's another four hundred yeah. for like sponsors and stuff. And so yeah, we yep. were, well, I was trying to help Norm out, see if Gibbo could could, could uh, sort of cut through that process for him to make sure that uh, Big Norm got a seat, but we didn't have any luck. Dagger, so I don't know if Mate. I don't know if I don't know if your, your cameraman needs a grip or a cable boy or something, <laughs> and we could get uh, we get Big Normie in there. Well, before COVID, my thought was if you've worn the jersey and you've you've bled in the jersey, mate, you you have automatic rights to the stadium. Well, it's like the Crusaders; you can walk in that front door at their training base anytime you want if you you're part of it. So, without COVID aside, I'm sure he would have no problems going through the front doors of of Sky Stadium there, easy. They'd welcome him with open arms. Yeah, oh, mate, they should. They should do. They should do. But uh, I heard a rumor uh, that uh, Moana Pacifica are staying. Maybe it's not a rumor. Maybe I just missed the news. Maybe this is me just not catching mm. up with news. But uh, uh, I heard that uh, Moana Pacifica are staying in Q Town for another four weeks. Mm, I think they are. Yeah, mate, because they've uh, just been 
ravaged with it, with, with the COVID. I think they're just going to set up their base. Um, I think it's pretty rampant in Auckland. And when they go home and uh, the players get back into their families and, and you know, like mm. Pacific Island families are quite big and, like, there's a lot of moving numbers and, and just probably just a bit more of a risk for them. So I think they're going to be based down there. And, and it's not a bad thing. It's probably good for them to to be together for 24-7 to try and build on that on that culture and those connections because, let's be honest, it's going to be hard for them. It's going to be really tough. They are playing a, a, a Crusader side. They've got so many new faces, new starters, but reality is I, I can't be see anything less than 40 points. Mm. This team, yeah, it's going to be a pretty tough ask for them. No, I did, um, I'm, I'm doing that, that, makes sense. that, that Smith City uh, SENZ tipping comp. I just did my picks mm. this morning, and yeah, I, I, I went fitty. I went fitty, Crusaders by fitty. fitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's gonna be something like that. It's not it's, it's not nice, but hey, we look back to Sunwolves, Hagawares, they got hammered first yep. couple of years. We just gotta give them time and don't like go, oh see, this is why we didn't shouldn't have done it, blah blah. Just give them time to build those connections and once they build a little bit of a, bit of a rapport, then they'll get you know, a lot of players from potentially overseas being keen to come back. And, and join up with them. So yeah, and the, uh, it, mate, I was going to say the other whisper I heard was that the Blues are flying into Auckland on game day, and then flying back to Queenstown, and they're not going to stay in Auckland oh. because of the because of the how how widespread the plague is up here. Yeah, mate, it's everywhere, mate. It's in your household. It's everywhere. Mm. It's everywhere. Nah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's tough on the families. Um, I, my wife spoke to. Bowden's um, wife last night, and uh, they're, they're doing it t- pretty tough because these boys were away for four months the end of last year. But, hey, it is their job, and um, it is the new the new world that we're in at the moment, and uh, it's just all part of it. But, um, yeah, we'll come back and we'll chat a bit more um, rugby as well because I heard in Emma's news about Super Rugby Old Picky has been delayed till March the 10th. There's COVID rampant within the girls' uh, competition. So we're going to chat about that. But not only that, they're doing it differently overseas as well, Ricardo. Mm. Um, you know, like there is, they're actually leading the way in how, how organisations are dealing with this COVID. I'm just going to come back and uh, have we chat about that. But uh, you listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Rick is filling in. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning. We're a couple of minutes away from Emma and the news, but before then, we've got to talk a little bit about the news that Super Rugby All Picky delayed till March the 10th. COVID is the new normal. So what is the solution? Keep postponing competitions or accept it and live with it and move on? I think that, yeah, so obviously the unfortunate news, and we've seen it with um, Moana Pacifica, the delays, uh, players in there getting COVID and uh, up to 19 players, I, I heard the news was. So, you know, relative, they couldn't have had a squad to play the game. But we've seen over overseas, Ricardo, and I know you uh, follow a lot of the sport overseas, particularly the EPL, um, and their ability to, to deal with the COVID situation, embrace it, and, and move on. What are the things... New Zealand teams or New Zealand organisations, franchises can take from what we're seeing, not only in, in the EPL, but the, the NFL. I know there's a total different 
money is not a problem for those teams over there. So they've got a lot of resources at, at, at hand for them on every on a daily basis. But is there something we can take from them? Well, there's one thing that the Premier League have, have done, and that is that games must be played if clubs have 14 fit players. Right, so that means that gives you 11 on the field and then uh, three on the bench, um, and that includes their under 21 squads. So, uh, you know, you've got that. I think that's the, that's the argument, and, and there were a few clubs. I think Arsenal probably took advantage of it. I think Liverpool probably took advantage of it when uh, they had players mm. over at the African Cup of Nations where they went, oh, yeah, we've got too many players out, so we can't play, and they had games postponed as a result. And now the Premier League have said, yep. look, you've got academies for a reason. Um, so if you've got under 21 players, they're, they're included. Um, so if you've got 14 fit players, you have to fulfil the fixture. And uh, mm. I, I think it's a, it is a bit different from rugby, though, is he? And, uh, you know, I get that from a safety point of view because you don't have scrums, you know, in, in football, yeah. you know. And, and yeah. so if you're going to do this, mm, yeah, if you're, if you're going to do this in rugby, it, it would have to be something, I guess, like if you've got 20 fit players, you have to fulfil the fixture. Uh, and then you just have to have um, golden oldie scrums. I, I, you know, I guess yeah. that's probably just how you'd have to have to do it. Yeah, I'm think. Yeah, I was thinking more of a, on a daily basis. When I know that the, the players now they're probably getting tested twice a week, maybe three times. But uh, you know, obviously, in rat tests they cost an arm and leg, so funding's probably the issue. But coming in, if you have any sort of symptoms, just really isolating that player, and they're probably already doing that right now. Um, but just so it allows, uh, and then bringing someone else in to give them an opportunity, so so we can just keep the ball rolling. Um, I just think, from from a broadcasting sense, it's tough because I'm in the broadcasting world, and one week I'm going to, uh, you know, Dunedin, and then and then three days later I'm going to Wellington. So it's like hard for for everyone to come together and try and find something. So just finding the solution where everyone can just keep rolling over and keep just keep things moving. That, that's kind of where I'm trying to. To get from this, and um, we we hate to do it because our, our leader always looks overseas, and we're always reacting mm. to what's going over on overseas, and getting a lot of learnings from that and a lot of studies. Um, but you see what's happening over there, man. They just they're just moving, they're just moving with the times. They're moving fast. Mm. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I think up until now, probably up until about a week ago, we were in a situation where everything we'd work towards and the lockdowns and things had paid off, you know. We saw off the first very uh, we saw off the original variant, we saw off Delta, uh, but then Omicron, just the way that it spreads, I mean, you know, what did we have yesterday? Twenty two thousand cases. Uh, yeah. and the modelling suggesting now that if it keeps growing like this we'll in a week's time or so we'll have eight hundred people in hospital. Um with it, which is, you know, that, that's not flash. So that mm. we, we've gone past that point where we can defeat it. We've defeated two of them, but I don't think we defeat this one. And it's here. Uh, yeah. it's, so maybe it's time to, to pivot and figure out how we how we tackle it, how we get on with life at the same time we're trying to protect the people that are the most vulnerable to it. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, totally agree with you, mate. It's, uh, I think we've made good good gains, particularly in the first couple. But right now, this thing is rampant. It is here, and we've got to try and figure out how we can deal with the new normal. And what is the new normal going for, particularly in the sport world? Because we are a sporting uh, broadcasting team, and we love talking about it. So give us a text, double eight, double three. What are your thoughts? What do you think moving forward? Teams, can we keep postponing competitions, or should we just accept it, live with it, move on, so we can get our love of sport back? Well, hopefully the new normal. Yeah, hopefully the new normal means that Joe can come back and be in the studio so I don't have to do so much work, <laughs> is he? 
<laughs> Mate, I love you on the DJ tools. You're sharp. Anyway, I better go because Em will get angry. Emma, she gave us a little bit of stick last week. She's Here's got a grumpy M face on already, bro. News. Yeah, she's a bit grumpy. Here's Em with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, thanks very much, uh, Emma, for the, the weather. And uh, Izzy, uh, I guess uh, now it's time to uh, get another one of your... Your love racing oh. updates and some more tips so <laughs> I, I can make my uh, daily donation to the TAB. Okay, Matt, I've got one for you today, and, <laughs> okay. and we've got one coming through on the text line as well. So, meet to race nine, number three. Meet to race nine at Rotorua, number three is Logan's Logic. Jockey is Ryan Elliott. He's been going great as of late, and Team Rogerson is the trainer. Um, he's had some, some classy runs lately. Some classy runs. Five, a second, uh, fifth, second, second, a first, and its last start was fourth. Goes good on a good track, not too bad on a dead track. Um, it's paying nine dollars. Logan Logic paying Ooh. nine bucks on the text machine. So good odds. If you like myself and you love a little juicy odd, Logan's Logic. Meet two race nine at Rotorua today. There's a tip from the tipster on the tip machine. Hopefully you come through. Leave your name with it. So we can call you tomorrow if it comes through. <laughs> Ooh, there you go, there you go. It's time for our little love racing uh, update. Thanks to the team, your racing, your home for everything thoroughbred racing, loveracing.nz. Wow, if you remember last year, last year at the Christchurch Guineas Canterbury Cup Week, one of the greatest weeks, the greatest week in Christchurch. We were, we didn't, we were unfortunate we weren't able to attend. Uh, last year, but hopefully this year's different. Anyway, last year I picked a horse, Novia. Well, Novia won the 2,000 guineas down here in Christchurch, and it's steamed home, jockeyed by Opie, and uh, paid about four bucks. Anyway, I multied that into Moonga uh, when it came third against Zaki. I had Moonga for a place, and, well, I got paid. That was a great week for Dag, I'll tell you that. Anyway, Novia, a Group 1 winning son of Saville, Saville, will join his sire at Waikato Stud this coming pre-season. An exceptional type, the Brown Colt was an $800,000 purchase for Tiako Racing. Principal David Ellis at the 2020 New Zealand Bloodstocks National Yearling Sales at Karaka, topping the Waikato Stud this year. So after finishing second on debut as a two-year-old over 1,200 metres, he broke his maiden. Three weeks later, he won the Group 3 War Decree Stakes in late October before displaying scintillating burst to go from last, that is the race I picked from last in the Group 1, Albasti, Equal World, Dubai, New Zealand, 2,000 guineas at Rickon, assuring his position as once like a stud roster. So there you go, Novia, Novia a Group 1 since winning son of Savabil, will join his sire at Waikato stud later on. And then also, also we've got to remember, big weekend of racing, Ellerslie, Cup Week, Derby Week, La Creek, Dollar eighty. La Creek is paying a dollar eighty. Hopefully we can get Vinnie Colgan on tomorrow. He is a six time Derby winner, chasing his seventh. So La Creek has been punted right into that dollar eighty. But anyway, I want to talk about race two. Race two at Ellerslie on Saturday. It's a horse I have a lot of time for. Ridden by Nabba. And Nabba, well, he broke our hearts last night with self obsession. So he's got some form heading into it. Hopefully he has a rest day today because no doubt he would have been at Turks with Smithy last night having a couple. <laughs> Trained by Stephen Marsh. Starry Bill. Starry Bill. Second at the Wellington Cup. 2,200 metre suits. It's a chance again. I'm going to go Starry Bill in race two 
uh, on Saturday at Ellerslie. I've backed it a couple of times. It's won me some good money, and it's got good odds. Eight dollars. Uh, and eight bucks on the toad. It's up against some goodies, though. Lincoln King's in the same race. Uh, you've got Bodes Well. Um, Spirit of Bears. We can't probably go against our skipper, Spirit of Bears. <laughs> he's he's favourite. Is that he's one of favorite, his? favourite, Spirit of Bears. Nah, that's not. <laughs> Baker Forsman. It's a Baker Forsman uh, duo, com, uh, trainers, and Maddie Cameron on top as well. So $2.30 is Spirit of Bears. But I've gone Starry Bill. And uh, follow me, and I think it'll go great. I think it'll go great. Well, I've just lost my stuff here. Here we go. No, I'm back. Uh, so, yeah, big, big weekend of racing, and I'm sure La Creek. So, Starry Bill into La Creek, that's my multi for the weekend uh, update, and I think it's going to go great gun. I think Nature Strip's racing as well, and Sword of State. Sword of State. So, there's some good horses yeah. running around on, on the racetrack on the weekend. We'll, um, it's like a who's who. Flicky a little WhatsApp. Yeah, we'll flicky a little WhatsApp, uh, Ricardo. Hopefully, we can get you paid like a little bit of bossy. And what was the other one? Miss yeah. Bell. Miss Bell, yeah. Miss Ella. Miss Ella. Ella. I, just, I, did, Ella. I did just jump on Logan's Logic. Did you? Yeah, I did. I just chucked a dinner on it. Mm. That'll, that'll do me. Yeah, I'll chuck it. 90 bucks, mate. Pocket money. Where the wife doesn't see it. Anyway, that was our uh, Love Racing update. Visit loveracing.nz for all your thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, and more. Look, let's be honest. That is Louis' slot, and he nails it every week. Hopefully, I've done it some sort of justice. Um, I love punting. I love having a race, but let's be honest, that's all I love doing. I don't really know the detail of breeding trainers or anything like that, but I'll keep doing my best. One more day tomorrow, and then Louis will be back next week. But those are my tips. Starry Bill, La Creek, Ellerslie on Saturday, and, well, meeting, uh, ra- meet two, race nine, number three. Logan's Logic is a tip on the text machine. That is our Love Racing NZ update. Come back. You got your... You got your clues ready, Ricardo? Yeah, mate, I've written the clues. The clues are, the clues are, <laughs> right. uh, are exceptional today. Exceptional, okay. I've got to say. Okay. But the, the questions, probably not quite as hard as yesterday, but they're pretty pretty tough. Oh, Kez. Yeah, mate. Are they easy? Are um, they easy? Look, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a bit confused every night when I'm composing <laughs> it because it's like one day I'll do one, I'll be like, oh, I'll keep it real current. And then I come in, and then Tim goes five for five in, in twenty seconds, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then the next day I come back, and then we've got a, a hundred dollar jackpot. So you know, I'm still. It's been what six or seven months, is it? I'm still trying to find that middle ground. I think I might have hit it today. Yeah. The last question okay. you're not going to get, and I was thinking of doing an executive decision and making phone a friend on the last question illegal, but I think for today, I think for today we'll allow yeah. it. Okay, okay. Well, there you go. He's spoken. The quiz master's spoken out back in the kitchen while he whips up a nice steak. Yeah, yeah, Pinocchio. Anyway, give us a call. Give us a call. 0800 150 811 to take on me, the quiz master. Your chance to win a $50 TAB, TAB voucher. Maybe you can follow me in Starry Bill into the creek. No, anyway, call now. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like a skipper bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because the ain't in the bag. Oh, 800 150 
From Huntley. Morena, my brother. Morena, Kazi. Yes, pretty brother. Here we go. Yeah, you're opening the bedding, alright. Well, you got phone a friend, remember? Phone a friend. Here we go. Do a Baz McCullum, mate. Just swing for the rafters. Here we go. The start of Super Rugby All Picky has been delayed for one week because of rampant COVID through which team? Through the blues. Yes, it is the blues. The blues. Well done. Question number two. Who did the Warriors sign for the 2023 season yesterday? Is that the brother Dylan Walker from Men? Yes, it is the brother Dylan Walker. Well done, bro. You're on fire here. Shot, kids. Here we go. Question number three. (laughs) Question number three. Who knocked... Who knocked Baz's Tottenham Hotspur out of the FA Cup in the fifth oh. round on Tuesday? Middlesbrough. <laughs> Middlesbrough, Baz's Tottenham. Gone. See ya, bro. Boreham Wood, bro. Boreham Wood FC. We've got the manager, Luke, up after seven, so hopefully they can do the same to Frank Lampard's Everton. Question number four. Who is the only player to win six MVP awards in NBA history? Oh, Mike, Jordan. Oh, you're swinging for the rafters, bro. You got caught on the boundary. Sorry, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good day. We're going to go to Brenton in Auckland. Brenton's up. Hey, brother. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Question number four. Who was the only player to win six MVP awards in NBA history? Is that, um, uh, I don't Five, know, man. Four, three, nah, two, two, one. Oh, phone a friend, brother. But anyway, oh, you got to find a friend. All yeah. good. <laughs> Sorry, bro. All good. Have a good day, Brenton. We got a Mark. Morning, Mark. G'day, lads. How are you? Yeah, good, Marky. How are you, bud? Good, good, good. All right, here we go. Who was the only player to win six MVP awards in NBA history? Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes, it is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, well done. Good luck for this one. Question number five. Belinda Clark holds the record for the highest score in women's ODI cricket. Who did she do it against? Uh, Find a friend? Or are we, we banning that one? Oh, oh, three. What do you reckon, Kez? Um, I've been mean in the past, so let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's feeling nice. All right, you got to phone a friend. What do you got, Rick? Uh, the, the country that uh, she scored that against is the same country who produced the 1992 European football champions. Oh, shit, I don't know nothing about football. Um, <laughs> uh, football, football. Five, oh, uh, three. Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Why? Oi. Marky Mark. Honestly, cool. Was that a guess? 
Absolute guess, man. I absolutely have uh, no idea about football. Just plucked it out my bum. <laughs> <laughs> well, your bum's on fire today, mate. Congratulations. <laughs> well done. Were you on the curries last night, mate? Quick one. Oh, awesome. You got a tip for us today, Marky? I haven't, mate, but uh, I'll have plenty of time to look because we're on ISO because the two kids have got uh, COVID, oh. so, yeah. Yeah. But how old are the kids? How old are the kids, if I'm asked? Seven and four. Ooh. Are, they, are they okay? Are they... Are they? Mate, it's like they haven't got anything, really. They've just got a slight cough and sniffle, and um, apart from that, they're all right. It's been pretty good. Oh. oh, that's good to hear, mate, because that's probably my worst fear, is uh, kids getting it and then having a bad reaction to it. So that's good to hear. I was actually going to uh, message you yesterday and ask you how they are. So appreciate it. I hope they're all oh. good, mate, and thanks for calling in again, Marky, for champion. Bloody good. Thanks, lads. Oh, mate, what a call that was, is. What a call. <laughs> what a guess. What a guess. Wow. Oh, mate. Oh. No, that was, because uh, you know the thing, the, the, for, here's some useless information for you. Uh, but that, yeah. Denmark won that in 1992. They weren't even, they didn't even qualify. Yugoslavia had qualified, but then all the war kicked off over there, so they got kicked out, yeah. and Denmark got pulled in off the, they were literally, the players were on the beach. Wow. On holiday, and they came awesome. in and won it. Nice. <laughs> that was Peter Schmeichel. Peter Schmeichel and his team. Yeah. That's why I had to ask the question, mate, because, you know, when you do find a friend, you're thinking, ah, oh, that's a lot of time to Google. We've mm. had a lot of debates on the WhatsApp group. You know, we're giving them time to, to Google, but that was a genuine guess from Mark. And yeah. Wow. Like you said, straight out of his bum. Anyway, we're going to come back and have we chat to Emma, apparently, because Emma wants to have a catch-up. Back surely. That was Quizzy Dag. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, we're two minutes away from seven o'clock with the news with Emma. Call now, anytime on the Kennard's High phone line 0800 150 811. Well, we were going to catch up with Emma and have we, you know, see how she's going. Hope she's feeling all good and how was her weekend in the Garden City. Um, but we can't because she's got no connection. So never mind, you had your chance. We're going to go over to Keza. We're going to go to Keza. He's got a wee yarn for us. Morning, Kieran. Morena. Morena. Welcome back. So basically, I've just seen a, a weird little story. Uh, we all know Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two-division oh, yeah. UFC megastar. Um, he's actually, he's a Man United fan. He's a massive United fan. But he's just taken a social media, actually, to claim he's interested in buying Chelsea. So he's, he's uh, wow. publicly tweeted at Chelsea, I wish to explore this. And he's attached a, a WhatsApp chat. Um, where he's basically said, uh, Chelsea for sale, three billion. Let's buy it. So it looks like Connor's getting a little team together of uh, of owners, and he's actually looking to take over Chelsea from Roman Abramovich. Ooh, three billion. <laughs> That's, three, like, you know what? That's not bad money. for Chelsea. He's got money, eh? But is he got that much so, money? He probably knows a lot of people with some money. Yeah, according to Google, he's worth two hundred mil. So that's it's not quite three billion dollars, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that, that's why uh, the the assumption is now he's uh, getting a, a little ownership group together to buy the club. So I don't wow. know. Interesting moves. Interesting moves. We've seen it a few times. Celebrities taking over clubs, but you never know. Yeah, you never know, mate. That that to me is a bit like Luke Romano going and playing for the Blues. Just real <laughs> yuck, you know. Just a real yuck decision. Oh, <laughs> anyway, good little good little update there from Keza. We'll be back shortly. Craving a McCafe about now. I sure am. My wife will bring my coffee very very shortly. Here's Emma with the news for Kubota.
together we're shaping and building New Zealand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, it sure is. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We've got Ricardo Ball in. While Baz is away, he's heading off to Australia. He's in Australia and he's heading over to the IPL. So we wish him all the best, KKR. Hopefully they can go one better and get the all over. Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings. Uh, just a wee new, uh, news update. Yeah, good luck, Colsey. Here's our, uh, our show favourite. We love Paul Coles here from the West Coast. We've had him on a few times. Hopefully he can go one better and get the job today. He is world number one. And wow, he's an absolute champion. And how how, how strong is New Zealand squash at the moment? Yeah, Joelle King, she lost the semi-final yesterday uh, over there in Chicago, but still there or thereabouts. And then you got Paul Cole. Paul Cole, who's flying the flag, world number one, winning left, right and centre, won his first British Open last year. And uh, we love him on this show. So hopefully he can go one better and we can have him on the show tomorrow celebrating with Cole Z. Anyway, coming up in the next hour, we're going to have a wee chat to Aaron Webb. He is the Crusaders Academy manager. He's running 102 kilometres tomorrow, non-stop. Well, not non-stop. He probably have stopped for a little snack and a drink, but he's running straight 102 kilometres um, to raise money for child cancer. And if you can, if you're able to, you can donate $3 by texting Crusaders, uppercase Crusaders, to 3457 and you'll donate $3, all proceeds going to child cancer. And then after that, we're going to have a wee chat to David Harvilly for our McCafe coffee catch-up, because Davey is a lovely bloke, and he's going to probably play golf today, and I might go join him and give him a hiding. But anyway, that's enough of that. <laughs> we're going to talk some <laughs> FC football. We love this bloke and this team. We, we, what an amazing story, and hopefully they can go one better. The gaffer has returned only a few, few weeks ago. We watched magic unfold as Bournemouth FC, a fifth-tier English club, travelled to Vitali Stadium to upset championship side Bournemouth. 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 Sorry, I should B- say. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Bournemouth, is it? Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth. What a, what a silly. Get your words out, mate. In the fourth round of the FA Cup, the stuff that dreams are made of. Tomorrow, they aim to make history once again as they face Frank Lampard's Everton in round five. A tough ass that we know they can achieve. Luke Gerrard is the manager of the wood re, uh, manager of the wood rejoins the show right now how are you has frank lampard sent you any more wish you luck text messages <laughs> how are you guys lovely to speak to you again first of all um he sent me one originally after the bournemouth game but nothing since yeah. i think he's very much game faces on <laughs> Right, how you have you taken? Well, Baz is is away. Sorry about that. So you got Izzy and Ricardo, but Baz is Tottenham Hotspur. They got knocked out. They got they got rolled by Middlesbrough. Have you taken any uh, confidence from that, mate? Have you have you built some confidence from seeing what they've been able to achieve? Yeah, listen. You look at the rounds. There's always going to be an upset. He's come early in the first game being last night. You'd like to think that no upset was going to take place in two hours on Thursday evening, but yeah, you take great strength in seeing what they've achieved and to go and knock out Tottenham. I'm an Arsenal man, so I'm buzzing they got knocked out. You're, you're an <laughs> Arsenal man, Luke, but um, unless Wikipedia is lying to me, you, you were a Tottenham schoolboy, weren't you? 
I was indeed, mate, yeah. And I turned up in my Arsenal training kit for a trial. <laughs> How did that go? Down. <laughs> so I was at Arsenal originally. Quick story, I was at Arsenal originally for four years. And um, funny enough, we had all red kit and a blue and white kit. And I left Arsenal and Mickey Hazard rang my parents and asked if I'd come in for a trial. And I said, yeah, no problem. He said, I oh, look, just wear white and blue kit. I didn't have any other kits. I turned up in the Arsenal training kit. And obviously, <laughs> thankfully, I was good enough to, to deliver on my performance, which allowed me to get a, a get a deal at Tottenham. But, yeah, I don't think it went down too well. Oh, mate, that is outstanding. That is outstanding. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, Luke, I mean, the um, the way you, you guys are travelling at the moment, Boreham Wood, I think you're, what, fourth in the fifth tier at the moment. So you bat, you, you know, you got, you're battling on two fronts. You've got a cup run, which is great. That's the fairy tale stuff. But you're also trying to get promoted from probably what is the toughest league to get promoted from in Britain. Uh, how you how you juggling that? How are you managing that? It's tough. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, once we beat Bournemouth, the, the tie had already been drawn against Everton. So people have got one eye on that. But I think we've done okay throughout mm. that period. We stuck to just level twos, just short of level twos. We're, we're going okay in the league. We're sitting third in the division at the minute. With our games in hand, we could go top. We know that they're going to come thick and fast. But we're a strong believer of a run of one. The next game's the biggest game. And obviously, thankfully, it's Everton. But... For us, Eastley on Saturday was our biggest game. So we have a mindset that we set the president of the club that it's the next game is the biggest game. Mm. No, you're right. You can't look too far ahead, but it's hard not to look far ahead when you know the FA Cup's coming. Because we spoke to you a couple of weeks ago about this uh, gigantic challenge that your team faces. Um, but a challenge that I no doubt the players are right up for in a manager like yourself, mate, Young, Full of energy, excitement. How have you approached this week? And how have you maintained and made sure that the players just take it day by day and not get too far ahead of themselves? So it's really just consistency, really. Looking at what we do on a, on a weekly basis, we maintain that throughout the prep in terms of yesterday and today. It's just trying to be as calm as possible. They'll mirror me on the day. And if I'm a little bit frantic and I'm not myself, they'll see that. So... We've got to be controlled. We have a game plan. We go there with the focus to try and cause an upset. We know where we feel we can isolate them. They're an unbelievable outfit. We know we need to ride our luck. But for us, we're going to go there and put on such a performance that hopefully we have a moment mm. again with the 1,800 travelling fans. Oh, I think that moment. It's talking about 1,800 travelling fans, mate. Boreham Wood FC's jerseys, they're sold out. They're gone. Because I know Kez had to give you a message yep. to try and get him one in the back room, mate. The support, how's the support around the town? And, mate, you must be fizzing and, and there must be just so much excitement. Oh, it's been amazing. The community, the town, it's, it's really lively at the minute. The, the world needs this. Boreham Wood needs this. It's yeah. a fantasy story. The national mm. hearts have, have been gripped by it. The, the scenes after Bournemouth were immense and... To be a part of it, it's like a fairy tale, I have to say. It will go down in folklore in terms of the way we celebrated at Bournemouth. And we want it to go one step further. We want to go and create history again for this football club. And you said it, the jerseys. There's all little added touches that will hopefully go some way in getting us to have that moment tomorrow evening. 
Luke, you got um, uh, you know you're the fifth round. You get into the, uh, you win this. You're in the quarterfinals. I mean, I know it's not about the money necessarily first and foremost, but I mean, this is a TV. This is a TV game, so there is money in it for the club. When you are competing as you are with the likes of you know uh, old Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds owns Wrexham. That's in the same league as you. They're obviously yep. not short of coin. They're buying players from up the pyramid and <laughs> and bringing them in to get promoted. I mean, how, how important is this financially for you guys? Financially, it's superb, but it's obviously this is a two-year period that we're still just coming out of the back end of a pandemic and COVID. We didn't have fans. The chairman remortgaged his house, paid everyone 100% throughout that period, kept us all safe. So I think this is some small way we're being repaid in terms of the footballing gods looking over our chairman. And for us, this fills a small, a big black hole, a small portion of a big black hole. And I'm appreciative of the work that goes on at the club. I'm not going to be demanding him signing X amount of players in next weeks or so, but I know the amount of money he piles into this club. I think this cup run aided that in terms of repaying his loyalty throughout a pandemic and the COVID. You talk about, uh, you know, as he mentioned, you sold out of shirts. You, you're going to take 1,800 to Goodison Park. What's your, what, what's the Borehamwood, uh, you know, game in, game out, you know, if you're at home to Eastleigh or Barnet or one of those, um, wh- what are you getting through the gate? We're averaging about 950 fans now, which is up from where we were a year ago, so or two years ago. So it's, it's okay, obviously. The bigger games bring bigger crowds. This FA Cup runs, we've had two sellouts at home. And to have 1,800 travel up on a Thursday night at the time that it is, is incredible for a size of our club. Mate, t- tell us, uh, look, have you been, Have you been, You never want to think ahead, but have you had moments at home when you're, you're lying in your bed or you're next to your wife and you're waiting for Frank Lampard to send you another text, but he hasn't messaged. <laughs> Have you had little moments when you're, you're thinking about the game? Have you visioned how this game is going to go? And, and what would be, the obviously, the perfect outcome is a win. We want that, and you've got our utmost support over here. We're backing you all the way. Quarter past nine, we'll be watching here in New Zealand tomorrow morning. Um, but, you know, have you Amazing. thought about it? Have you been dreaming about that moment? Uh, listen, I, I envisage how I want the game to plan out and pan out. But for us, it's we've got to take the game 15-minute snippets because the, the, the level of opposition we're going to be facing, we're not, we're not foolish. We know that we've got to be really, really lucky tomorrow. We've got to perform out of our skins, ride our luck, and we're going to take the game in 15-minute parts. And if we can get through every checkpoint and reassess things at half-time level pegging, then and it's a different team talk. But for us, we know that where we feel we can isolate them, we've got the stats in terms of where they concede goals, where teams concede goals from underdog in terms of the FA Cup in previous years. So, yeah, I've, I've given them to the players so they know that when given an opportunity, that could be a moment to create history. What about all the all, all the um, all the drama going on at the moment? Of course, uh, Russia invading Ukraine, and that's impacted Everton in terms of their owner has been, um, you know, has had all his assets frozen. They've had to drop three of their major sponsors. You've got to think that's that's playing on Frank's mind. Uh, the squad will be aware of it as well. Do you do you think it's a distraction you guys can take advantage of? Listen, I'll be honest with you. I don't think it is a distraction because I think the task of a manager and a team is to go and deliver on results. And I get it in terms of there is outside noise that goes on and all the bits that come with it. 
I think that shows you a measure of a manager and a measure of a team. If you can close ranks and have white noise, I think that shows you at an elite level. So as much as it probably has a say in and around the stadium, the ground, and it filters down to the first team, the job of Frank Lampard is to get results. The job of that dressing room is to get results. So I can only imagine that their focus is to win a game of football and win games of football in terms of the Premier League. So in terms of that, I don't think they're going to have an off day. We need to ensure we have an on day. And if we do that, then the cameras are there for a reason. Yeah, we're talking to Luke Garrard. He is the Forumwood FC manager. He's an absolute champion. They are facing Everton tomorrow morning. We've got a text message coming through on the text machine. What a legend. Love these stories from the FA Cup. And everyone will be in the same boat, mate. I'm sure New Zealand is rooting for you. Just quickly before we let you go, I just want to. I spoke about the, the the pandemic, and it is in the forefront of everyone's minds now. But for you as a manager, um, what are some of the lessons you've learnt uh, about uh, this current state of the pandemic? And it is the new normal. It is here. But how have you approached it, and how do you ensure that your players are one safe and 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 your players are healthy to come Saturday? You've got a full squad to to take the field. Yeah, listen, this has rocked the world and obviously everyone's been involved in it. And as a club, we were very conscious of mental state because players were living away from their families in flats on their own. So we brought in a performance mindset coach just to aid that and have sort of a phone line for them to call if they're having a down day or they need a bit of advice. So Mm. the chairman's been very proactive on that. I then worked with him closely for 18 months being Rob Blackburn who I I hold in high regard and I've evolved as a person I genuinely believe now sportsman a coach athlete relationship and the work that I do is 80% relationship and 20% football because I feel that if you get people in the best frame of mind and playing at their best ability in an environment they're comfortable in they're going to deliver and I, I believe if your producers were to speak to you guys in an hour's time saying, what a set, guys, that was unbelievable, what a night. You, you, you lift. There's an energy to you. Mm-hmm. So I think that across the, the whole business level or any sort of environment you work in, everyone loves a well done. And I think that's, that's a big thing that I've learned from this pandemic. There's more to life than football. The pandemic, people have lost their lives. And I think that if you can go and be a good person... Mm-hmm. And that's saying that my chairman's hot on. I think you stand yourself in better stead across the walk of life, let alone in the football world. Luke, uh, the, you mentioned you know there's a, there's a lot of shirts being sold. I don't know how many have got number one and Garrett on the back of them, but I mean you, you're selling a, you're selling a bunch <laughs> of those. Uh, uh, I, I know that's the one that Kez is getting. Um, uh, but in terms of um, you know we, we're all going to be watching back here quarter past nine tomorrow morning, like as he said. Who are the star players for Boreham Wood that we should be looking at that are going to hurt Everton tomorrow? I have to say Tyrone Marsh. I have to say Jacob Mendy, Kane Smith. These three lads that I think on their given day are the best in the division. Um, Tyrone Marsh is a striker, scores all types of goals, got the goal against AFC Wimbledon with a knuckleball sort of technique. Jacob Mendy, left wing back attacking I think he could sit he could fit in with Everton he's dynamic he's athletic he's got pace he, he, he drives at people and then you've got Kane Smith who's an Everton boy he's a, a blue nose he supported him since his dad was a fan he goes up there on his days off to watch him and 
for me, I think he'll be wanting to perform, especially oh. at a ground that ain't going to be there for much longer. And what a night for the boy. Yeah, that's going to be massive. That's going to oh. be massive for him. That'll be huge. Yeah. What about what about on the flip side? I mean, who are you looking at at Everton that you you go like this is the one one guy we have to stop? I mean, I know Rich Allison's been very hot and cold, but I, the guy that's probably what? impressed me the most this season for Everton has been Anthony Gordon. I mean, who are you who are you looking at and and focusing on that you need to stop? You know your football, so I don't really watch Premier League because I'm so engrossed with the National League. I'm an Arsenal follower because I, I'll follow them as best I can. And I don't even know they cut the weekend. But having watched Everton, Gordon, for me, has been amazing. Absolutely amazing. He's free-flowing. He attacks at you. He drives at you. He has no fear. Obviously, Richarlison, who plays internationally for his country, I think he's a top, top elite player. They have four or five on their day that can cause you absolute mayhem. But... For us, it's about stemming that. It's about having a confidence and a belief, and that's what we'll be doing going to Goodison tomorrow night. Oh, wow. You got my support, mate. I'll tell you one thing. A team full of stars, yeah, they got all the hot dogs, everyone that can do everything, but what they don't have is they don't have that will, that desire, that want to get back, to get off the ground and get back and inspire your team. And I'm sure that's what Wallwood FC, Wallwood FC will have tomorrow, mate. Good luck. You have our support, and we're right behind you here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. You guys appreciate are you unbelievable. <laughs> you guys are unbelievable. Honestly, the energy from you guys is amazing. I can't thank you enough. The support's been tremendous. No, we appreciate it, man. you got supporters over here in New Zealand, so uh, go well. Um, enjoy the moment, mate. Enjoy it. Have fun, and, and, and give it a your, and I'm sure you'll do. Uh, very well tomorrow. And if you get if you get up, promise us you'll come back on the show. One million percent. I'll do it live in New Zealand. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Champion! There he is. Luke Garrard. He is the manager of Borehamwood FC. And they are facing Everton tomorrow in the fifth round of the FA Cup. 9.15am. We'll be right behind you. Thank you so much. Um, awesome. You know how 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 good uh, this is as he is. If they get over this over this hurdle, over this Everton hurdle, they get to the quarterfinals, right? That means they're only yeah, one yeah. game away from a semi final at Wembley because now the FA Cup semi finals are played at Wembley. Can you imagine being Boreham Wood FC and having a day out at Wembley on that stage? Oh, so I'm looking. I'm looking. Who do you potentially think they'll face? So they've got Chelsea facing facing Luton Town today. Yeah, at quarter past eight. Southampton, West Ham, Liverpool, Norwich City, and uh, Nottingham Forest, uh, Huddersfield. So, who do you potentially think they'll face in the quarters? I wouldn't be surprised if they get through. If they get through, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up drawing Liverpool and have to go back to Merseyside. You know, that, I mean, that. I can can you imagine that? How 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 massive <laughs> that would be for them? Oh. But you know, you're talking about I I don't know maybe like the equivalent to a a rugby club in in and around Christchurch like say Southbridge for example let's just just pull that one out uh, you know with that sort of support that sort of size you're talking about a club like that getting I think around about two hundred and fifty thousand pounds in TV money for this game. Oh, that is so good. Do you know what I feel if they go to Liverpool? Mm. He'll be Luke Gerrard. We'll go Luke Gerrard. He'll go Stephen Gerrard. I'm Luke Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I'm here. Get up, Bournemouth FC. Oh, that was Luke Gerrard. He's Bournemouth FC manager. And he's an absolute champion. He's got our support. 
Great to chat to him. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You sure are. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Ricardo Ball in for Baz. Baz is heading off to the IPL via Australia with his family. We're a couple of minutes away from Emma in the news. We better not be late for that. In trouble, so we'll just rip into a few things. Um, call us anytime on the Kennard's Higher phone line 0800 150 811. But that was such a good chat with Luke Garrard from Borenwood FC. And um, yeah, I love stories like that. We we love, you know, we, we also love um, appreciating the superstars, the big teams, you know, the big wigs around the world doing big things. But when you hear stories like this, a fifth tier club, um, you know, potentially going to the quarterfinals at the FA Cup. And the financial gains behind it. We spoke about it. We heard it. The the, the owner having to remortgage his house through this pandemic to potentially pay, well, to pay everyone 100%. Just, you can see the appreciation level from Luke there. And uh, the question is, this the financial gains from this, Ricardo, is going to be huge for a club like this. Yeah, absolutely massive. I've just gone through and had a look at what you get for each round that you win in the FA Cup, right? So they mm-hmm. uh, this isn't included. They would have had to qualify too. They wouldn't have gone straight into the first round. But uh, So you, they would have won some money in the qualifying. But win the first round of the FA Cup, 30 grand. Win the second round, 46,000. Win the third round, 111,000. Win the fourth round, 122,000. So already they've won 309,000 pounds in prize money. Wow. If they win against oh. Everton, it's a quarter of a million basically. It's 244. Come on. How good. It's so good. How good. And, and that's the thing like, for a Bournewood FC, it's, 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 it's a ton of money. It's a ton of money. But then you look at Liverpool, that's nothing. So they don't do it for the money. So, um, yeah, I just I love stories like this, mate. When you just see a club that's been through it all, and and hopefully they can can beat the big wigs. Everton. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, and you mentioned you know like a Liverpool, for example, right? The the Premier League t- teams come in at third round. Um, if a if a Premier League team comes in at the third round and goes all the way and wins the final, uh, they pick up about just under five million for the for the in prize money. Uh, but to, I mean, you know, they probably spend five million on some kid you've never heard of as a as a uh, as a possible future star, and then and then nothing ever happens with them. You know, five million's chump change for yeah. for a club like Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, you did right, you did right. We'll be following. We'll keep you up to date. Uh, no, we won't. Yes, we will. We're on for four hours. Well, Ricardo's on for four hours tomorrow, so he'll keep you up. What's to this date weekend, Masobi? <laughs> I was going to go to Dunedin, so I'm off at 9 o'clock. But four-hour show tomorrow, Ricardo. But next week, I'll be doing a four-hour show with you, brother. Appreciate all your work. Yeah, appreciate all that you've done anyway. Next week, Louis and uh, Tony Kemper back on the show. But before then, we better get off. Because uh, Emma's got some news. Here's Emma with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and uh, we are 27 away from eight. Thanks for the uh, news and sport update, Emma. Izzy, uh, we've got, uh, we got, we got problems, mate, as baseball fans. We've got problems because it looks mm. like Major League Baseball, uh, there's a lockout with the players. They, they can't agree, and it's, it feels like Major League Baseball themselves have shot themselves in the foot 
because they gave it a deadline. And then when the deadline didn't happen, they were like, oh, now we need to do something. And now they've cancelled the opening two rounds mm. of major of the Major League Baseball season. And there's no, basically, there's no... Uh, Nothing in sight to say uh, when they're going to start because uh, negotiations keep falling over. They, they had a 16-hour meeting and they couldn't come up with a solution. I mean, uh, that doesn't bode well for the uh, for the 2022 season. Yeah, uh, I was doing a little bit of digging on this little um, news update made about the baseball and just getting a bit more of an understanding. And basically what I'm reading is that Rob Manfred, Manfred who's the uh, commissioner, he's had some debacles over the years, hasn't he? Mm. He's had some debacles. There's a lot of controversy involved with him. Is he the right man in the job to actually lead this organisation? He did a press conference yesterday or when they announced this news. He was laughing through it. He was smiling and laughing through it. And it's not a laughing matter. Um, but you're right, mate. This is players and owners. And there's actually a, a little bit of greed involved as well. Like, mm. you know, uh, the balancing act. We know the players get paid a a ton, and the, probably the owners are, are worth billions of dollars, but it's more than this, and um, it's a sport that, that everyone loves. Look, I'm not a huge uh, follower of the baseball game, but I do follow the odd game. I've been to uh, uh, over to America when the Chicago Cubs won the World Series in 2016, and uh, I was there with the All Blacks, and man, it was awesome seeing the, 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 the roads packed with millions of people, but yeah, it's not ideal, but I think it just all stems to Rob um, Rob Manfred, mate, and in the way he's dealt with it. I think reading a couple of his debacles over the year, he stated as the, the trophy as a piece of metal, which it, it's not. The World Series trophy is a piece of metal. Well, it is. It is a bit of metal, but it's actually more than that. It means a whole lot more to uh, teams and organisations. And then, obviously, the dealing with the Astros and the Red Sox when they were stealing uh, sign-stealing scandals at their own stadiums. And then, obviously, the Astros went on to win it then uh, all the debacle behind that. So there's been a lot of debacle in it, mate. Yeah, mate, it's, it's not pretty. It's it's really not pretty. And, and like you said, you know, I mean, sure, the players get played a lot, paid a lot. But uh, when mm. people say that, I always go, well, look at what it's worth to the owners and look at what it's worth to the leagues because they're only yeah. getting paid proportionally to what it's worth overall. So, I, I, you know, I, I kind of, I, I sort of take exception when people say, they play the they pay the players too much. And it's like, no, they pay the players what they can afford. It's still only a percentage of the overall amount. So that's how much money the game is making and who is doing the job. It's the players, right? So um, I, I think, you know, this is, you know, you talk about it being a greed thing. There's something like, uh, if you look at the overall deal, there's something like $670 million apart in the overall packages that they, they that the, A, the Players Association want to see and what the Owners Association and the league want to see. So there's still some work mm. to do, mate. Who has the power? Who has the power in your eyes? Who is, are the owners? Are they the one leading this debate or the players having the b- debate here? Um, you know, Who actually has the power over there in the baseball game? Well, I, th- I think to an extent, like you're seeing it now, you've got to say that the players do. Because if the players go, no, we're out, then they've got no product. They've got nothing. What do they do? Mm. You know, if you've got no product, you've got no TV deal. Uh, and we've already seen, you know, what's happened here, you know, with uh, New Zealand rugby and the, and super rugby and things. If you don't have games, then all of a sudden all this money that Sky or whoever have paid you for, for, for your product, you're going, what happens to that money? Do we have to pay that back? They try and work out some sort of deal. Um, so, you know, all of that will be going on in the background as well if they can't deliver the first two rounds of Major League Baseball for the season at least at the moment. But then you think of the broadcasting rights. Yeah. You know, like broadcasters, they put a whole heap of money into this and then they're missing out on two 
first round games, does that impact the overall deal with um with with the baseball and the broadcasting deal? So yeah. Exactly. Hey, I don't think this is the end of it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, how many teams are there? It's 30, right? So 30 Major League Baseball mm. teams? So that's 15 games times two because it's the first two rounds. So that's 30 games they're missing yeah. out on, you know? Who's your, who do you support? Uh, I, I kind of uh, I kind of have a soft spot for the Seattle Mariners because uh, I've, I've only ever been in one game, and it was in Seattle. Yep. I had a mate that was living in Seattle, and we, we got really good tickets. We were about 20 rows back behind the batter box, and we went mm. and watched uh, the, uh, the the Seattle Mariners take on the Detroit Tigers, and I was yep. pumped, mate. I was absolutely pumped. <laughs> and uh, at the middle of the seventh inning, uh, just for context, they stopped serving beer in the grounds because obviously normally <laughs> games finish at the end of the ninth inning. Um, you drank it all. Well, no, there was it was still nil all, and we were like, oh, hang on, we haven't oh. seen any 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 runs. There's no homers. There's nothing yet. Um, and then we got to the end of the ninth, and it was still nil all, and we started to get thirsty. And then we got to the end of the eleventh, and we're like, it's still nil all, and it's been a while since I've had a beer. So we ended up gapping it, and uh, we went to there was a, there's a whole bunch of bars not far from this. We went to a bar, and it, it got to the fifteenth inning, and Seattle won one nil. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any of it because I was at a bar. So, but, but I kind of support uh, the Mariners because of that. How about you, Izzy? Uh, that's a bit like. Oh, I'm an Anaheim Angels. Um, look, it's a terrible story, but when I was in the uh, playing play uh, in the All Blacks, I was playing PlayStation. I played MLB All Star on PS5. Who's the best player in the comp? Mike Trout. I went Anaheim Angels, and uh, that's my team I support. So Anaheim Angels, but Chicago Cubs as well because it was cool to see them win the World Series when I was in Chicago. Um, but there you go. It's a bit like my one um, Premier League game over in England. I went and watched went and watched Chelsea uh, Fulham. Yeah. At uh, Stanbridge, uh, Stanford Bridge, yeah, wherever they play, what's it? What's yeah, it? Stanford yeah. Bridge, yeah, um, yeah, 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 Stanford Bridge, and uh, it was a nil all. It was nil all, and Fernando Torres was playing for the main, and we were meant to play. I was with the ABs. We were meant to go meet them underneath the the stands afterwards, but the boys were obviously gutted because they it was a nil all draw, and it was the most boringest game. And we never got to meet them because they uh, packed us sad and didn't want to meet us. So there you go. I was meant to go meet Fernando Torres, but I didn't because they drew the game. Anyway. Well, yeah, now you're joining Conor McGregor. Baseball, now you're joining Conor McGregor on the ownership <laughs> team, aren't you? Going back to Stamford Bridge. Yeah, mate. I'll give him my 100 pounds. Yeah, is, it, is he's $200 million worth uh, landscaping company, mate? He'll be in there. Uh, yeah, mate, $200 million worth of nothing. <laughs> anyway, so if you got some money, we're going to donate to this next guy. It's great to chat a bit of baseball, a bit of FC. Uh, now we're going to talk to Aaron Webb, who is the Crusaders Academy Manager. After this, he's running 102 kilometres tomorrow, all day. We'll chat to him shortly. Baz in his for breakfast on SCNZ. Ricardo Ball, he is in for Baz. He's heading over to the IPL. But I just got a wee text message from Chris from Tiara 2. He's talking about PS5 in my playing days. No, it was PS4. Sorry about that, Chrissy. But I was just staring at my PS5 here. That's why it was on the forefront of my mind. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. But good to see you picked up on that detail, brother. You're always listening, eh? A little bit of detail. Anyway, it's time to talk to Aaron Webb, the Crusaders Academy Manager. He is an absolute champion bloke. And today, or tomorrow, he is doing whew, the unthinkable. He is running 102 kilometres around Malvern Park, Christchurch, raising money for child cancer. And uh, if you are able, text CRUSADERS to 3457, uppercase, 
to donate $3 just to help out raising money for child cancer. We try and raise some money on the show for child cancer. And Aaron Webb, Crusaders Academy Manager, as will be doing the same. And he is on the line today, this morning. Morning, Webby. Morning, Izzy. How you going? Going really well, mate. How are you going, you mad bugger? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going good, thank you. Uh, just actually finished the last little training run about uh, half an hour ago, so we're, we're good to go. How, how, how are you been preparing for this? I know you were meant to do the, the Tarawera Ultra Marathon, and uh, obviously with COVID, that got cancelled. So how have you been preparing for this, and what brought this about? What made you think, okay, I can do something here and, and try and raise some money? Uh, what made you head towards that, mate? Yeah, it's, um, the prep's sort of been about seven months of training for four or five runs a week. Um, nice big one on, the, on a Saturday morning and three or four during the week. Mm. But uh, I guess the, the main thing around why we wanted to do this was to give something back to our, our community and, um, you know, Child Cancer Foundation is such an awesome organisation and, and the work they do for... Uh, for the young people and their families, and supporting them through a, a really challenging time was uh, was a, it's always been a, a, a charity that we've loved here in the Crusaders. And I thought it'd be good to just go through a bit of pain myself to kind of have some empathy with what what some of those families are doing. So yeah, we decided uh, why not do it around a block as well, make it a little bit more mentally challenging. <laughs> Yeah, the the great block there at Christchurch in Christchurch. If you're in Christchurch tomorrow morning, Webby starts at seven a.m. and he's going to be running non-stop. Let's be honest. How? What are you aiming for time-wise? 102 kilometres, five-minute k's, roughly about ten hours, something like that. What's your aim? Yeah, yeah. Uh, finishing would be my first aim, um, <laughs> and then time-wise, yeah, some somewhere between ten and twelve hours, maybe. Hopefully. Um, I'd like to be finished by 7.05 so we can watch the game tomorrow night. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> What's the game plan, mate? Well, how do you, like, are you, are you going to go non-stop? You can't, you've got to have, obviously, snack breaks and have a wee stoppage here and there. But, you know, how are you going to approach this and what's the game plan heading into 102 kilometres? And how do you approach something like that, mate? Like, there's, for me, I just think 3Ks, that's long enough. 102, are you doing it in stages? <laughs> Yeah, I've got a, um, yeah, a bit of a plan around sort of nutrition and stuff. So it definitely, it definitely won't be non-stop. Um, we'll be stopping for uh, food and fluids and the odd toilet break as well, probably. Um, but yeah, mentally, I think uh, it's the, the lap is uh, 950 metres. So I think I've got about 110 or 112 of them. So just trying to break it down into small groups. 10, 10 at a time, uh, tick that off and then start another 10 and tick that off and yeah, if you look at it as 102, it's just too mammoth to even think about. But if you look at it sort of 9 or 10k at a time, make things a little bit easier. And um, we're going to have heaps of support out there with me and um, a lot of our academy mm. lads are going to be running. So um, that'll be good. And, and that'll kind of, I guess, uh, give me a bit of motivation. But also the, the fact that we're doing it for child cancer, you know, you only have to see some of the kids and their families and, and you think, well, geez, I can I can go through a little bit of pain compared to what the, those kids are doing. So that'll help as well, I think, especially in that 80 to 102K period when it's going to be pretty tough, I think. Yeah, mate, you're totally right. 
some families uh, do it pretty tough. And I've been into the Ronald McDonald house down here and seen uh, some very strong young kids um, putting on a brave face. And it uh, makes you step back and think um, life's not too bad when, when you see what, what's going on with, with these families. Mate, for us to be able to donate and help, we're going to text Crusaders to 3457 to donate $3. Is there any other way we could help uh, support this amazing cause that you're, you're doing? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The the text number's there, and then if you if you want to do a bigger donation, you can go to childcancer-fundraising.org.nz, and I think it's under Webby's Run on there somewhere, and um, you can donate through that that part of the call. Well, we're trying to we're trying to get as much as we can. Obviously, um, anything over twenty thousand as as a, for the day would be awesome for us to help donate. Um, Oh, Cancer Foundation this year have lost their street appeal because of COVID restrictions. So this actually cost them about $350,000 of funding that they would normally get through their street appeal. So anything that we can, uh, anyone out there can put in would be amazing. Yeah. Hey, Webby, it's Ricardo here, mate. I mean, how do you train for 102K? I mean, what's the longest that you've run so far? What's the biggest distance you've run? Good yeah, morning, Ricardo. Um, the biggest distance I've run so far is 60, just over 60k, um, on quite a few hills. So I am I am slightly nervous about the fact that I've still got a marathon to do after that. <laughs> but uh, I figure if you can do 60, you can you can do 100 surely. Yeah, and it's going to be mainly flat, right? So you say you're saying the hills have prepped you for the extra distance on the flat? Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> nice, mate. Nice, nice. Hey, uh, but b- before we uh, before we let you go, mate, and and, and get your get your head into in the game to prep, uh, there's a bunch of kids that you will know pretty well going to run out for the Crusaders this weekend against Moana Pacifica, uh, and and get some game time. Who sh- who should we be looking out for about uh, some of these new names uh, that you've helped uh, breed as new Crusaders? Yeah, there are some fantastic young guys there. Um, a couple of them making their debut. Uh, on the weekend or t- tomorrow night, which is awesome. But I'd uh, I'd be having a look at, at some of those lads in the backs. Shay Fiaki at fullback. Mm. Uh, he's oh, yeah. He's special. Uh, been, <laughs> been in it, uh, New Zealand under-20s and, and Canterbury for the last couple of years. So, And then Isaiah Punavai is coming off the bench as well, um, which is pretty exciting for him. And uh, number six, Dom Gardner, um, following in the footsteps of his father. Uh, Angus, who's, who was previously a Crusader, so those three lads, I'd be I'd be keeping an eye on over the over the game tomorrow night. Beautiful, beautiful, absolute champion, Webby. Uh, good luck, mate. I'll pop in tomorrow morning on the on my way to drop my car off to to do a lap with you. Only got one lap in me, mate. That's all I'm good for. But I uh, love your work. Thanks right. very much for joining us, brother. Thanks, thanks, guys. Appreciate the uh, opportunity, and um, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow morning, Izzy. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. There is Aaron Webb, Crusaders Academy Manager. Just the one lap. Just the one lap. (laughs) Just the one lap. (laughs) NZ. Yes, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're one minute away from Emma in the news, who's currently eating her breakfast. I don't know what she's having. A little bit of music or something. Something there. Stuff in her face anyway. Show some manners. Um, Coming up. We're going to talk to David Harvelli. We're going to have a chat to David Harvelli very, very shortly, the Crusader. But great to chat to Aaron Webb. He's running 102 kilometres tomorrow around Melbourne Park. If you can, text 3457 and text Crusaders to donate $3. Or proceeds going to Child Cancer Foundation. We love raising money for Child Cancer Foundation.
Uh, good work, Webby. Thanks to everyone that's texted through. We've got a few texts we'll get to shortly. But coming up, we're going to chat to David Harvelli. We're going to give our pacing for purpose, raising money for child cancer shortly. And then we'll chat to Paulie Moari. We're off to crack down, uh, track down some McCafe coffees. Here's them with the news for Kubota. To get a wear shape in building New Zealand. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Get Nasser on the phone. He is in another orbit. Lazarus does it again. SENZ is pacing for purpose. Thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand. Yes, Harness Racing New Zealand, pacing for purpose time, time to raise some money. Hopefully, hopefully my picks are better than yesterday. Well, I've gone for today at, and tonight at Addington. Gone for tonight at Addington, race five. I've gone for Revered. Revered is number 11. Strawn Barrier uh, Gate 22, I must say. So it's in a tough position, but it's paid $3.80. Mark Purden trained. Um, Payne, yeah, just just a bit more juicy odds. But more juicier odds went than race two. We're going to take Matt Major. Uh, very good run for second last start, but it's only paying a dollar forty-five. So I've gone for Revered and race five at three dollars eighty. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. That is our pacing for purpose. So hopefully we can win some money for child cancer there because we love giving back anyway coming up on the show coming up in this next hour we are going to talk to tom abercrombie uh for our court kings catch up later in the hour and uh have we chat to him about the breakers uh it's been been a bit of a struggle over there but just chat to him about that and also about his progress he's come back from injury and uh we'll have we chat to him but before then but before then it's about time we had our mint cafe coffee catch up i've had a nice wee coffee bought in and just before then davy Davey's online. David Harvilli, crusader, uh, hacker golfer, part-time fisherman. <laughs> He's on the line right now. How are you, bud? Hey, bro. How are you? I don't know about hacker, but I'll take golfer. <laughs> yeah, we'll take out the hacker. We'll take it out. Uh, mate, we just, I just heard in the news there was an earthquake at 5.30 here. I didn't feel it, and I was up and about. You would have probably been asleep, but did you feel it? Nah, bro. Definitely not. I was getting my view sleep, babe. Nah, I didn't feel that. <laughs> Nice, nice. Oh, great to have you on the show, mate. We just had a wee chat to Aaron Webb. Uh, we know Webb is running 102 kilometres tomorrow, uh, raising money for Child Cancer Foundation. He's an absolute champion. Are you going to head along and, and support Webby tomorrow? Yeah, definitely. He's, he's an absolute legend. Um, he's been doing this stuff for a while now. and Yeah, he's been, been great around the academy. So um, I think he's just giving back and, um, yeah, what a legend. Yeah, he's an absolute champion, doing good things and uh, raising money. And hopefully he can raise 20-odd thousand because they've lost their 350,000 street appeal donation that they usually get every year. So the more money they can raise, the better. Um, quickly, mate, um, how are you going? You're two rounds into the year and, and the body's uh, been in there or thereabouts in the contact area playing a bit of 12. How's the body, mate, and how are you enjoying uh, the first couple of rounds? Yeah, it's been good, man. Um, <clears throat> obviously spent the first couple of weeks down in Queenstown and, um, mm. you know, played our first couple of games under the roof. So it's always pretty quick when you go down under the roof and everyone grows an arm and leg. So, no, it's been really good. The body's holding up well. And, um, yeah, back in Christchurch now. And um, obviously not playing this week. But, um, 
got to going to see the the next generation, I guess, um, have a crack at it down and, and done it against Moana. So excited to see how they go and yeah, the body's uh, feeling real really well. Hey David, it's uh, Ricardo here, mate. I, I see uh, Lester Fanganuku is getting a run at thirteen. Um, how much of that has he done in training, and how do you think he'll go in midfield? Yeah, he's he's pretty familiar with the midfield. Like he's, he he played some pretty big games there for us last year with you know uh, semi final and the final being in Christchurch last year. So he's 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 been looking really good, and um, I know he's excited to to get the hands his. Uh, the ball in his hands a lot more. I think when we get the ball in his hands, he's pretty dangerous. So he showed that that first game as well. And, um, you know, he, he didn't see a lot of the ball that second game against the, the Hollanders, but I'm sure this week he'll get a lot more ball being at centre. Hey, mate, what about um, Dal McLeod? I know he's jumping in at 12. He's had a few uh, few opportunities there, and uh, obviously that's you've staked a claim in that jersey. But how have you been and how impressed have you been with Dal McLeod since he's uh, stepped into the role this week? Yeah, man, extremely impressed. Like, you know, he's the he's the next gen, gen coming through, and I think the more that I can help him, and the more that we can push each other during the week. You know, we still got Jack Goodyear to come back, so you know he's been living under yeah. Jack's wing through the whole preseason. So he's he's been ready and waiting <laughs> in the wings, and he's a big man, bro. He's he's probably you know 103, 102 kg, so he's a big man. I know he's excited to get after it this weekend. Oh, if he's hanging around with Jack, he'll be just doing bloody uh, bench press in the gym, mate. That's all he'll be doing. Upper body will be out the gate, wouldn't it? <laughs> strictly, strictly upper body, eh? Chicken legs. <laughs> Chicken legs, upper body. That is Jack Goodhue. Hey, I know uh, your brother. Your brother's playing for, for Moana Pacifica, mate. He's, he's donning a 15 jersey. How proud are you to see uh, William get an opportunity at the next level and uh, obviously representing all your whānau back in... Back in the islands, your dad, um, you know, your 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 family. How how's he been, and how, have you spoken to him this week? Yeah, man, I'm uh, yeah pretty stoked for him, mate. Like he's he's you know he's been around the traps, and um, you know he's gone from starting out quite young to making his debut for Tesla and then sort of taking a bit of a break away from the game to finish his like his pr- apprenticeship, and you know he's come back with a new lease of life and he's found that fire in the valley again and to see him you know make us gonna make a super rugby debut is pretty special for our family and not only that but you know to represent our togan heritage um it's, it's pretty cool as well i know that dad's pretty excited about um seeing him get out there i was hoping that i'd be able to play this week but you know wasn't the wasn't the one but hopefully be able to see him somewhere else down the track and get one back over him have you have you played against them, bro? And what would would there be a bit of nickel, honestly? If you're playing against your brother, like obviously we see the Barretts go at it, and they they just avoid each other like the plague, which is you know understandable. But for you, would you be getting in there and giving him the little the little elbow like you gave for Tuli Pie? <laughs> hey, hey, I've seen that. I, I think it'd be the other way around, bro. I think he's taking his beatings in the backyard, so it'd be the other way around. He'd be he'd be trying to come after me, so he probably he probably owes me a couple, but. I definitely think there'd be a bit of chat out there. Like, always in the backyard, we're always going hammer and tongs. So, um, yeah, I think there would be, but, you know, it'll be fun and last at the end of the day. I'm just, ex- you know, pretty excited to see him go and to yeah, make his debut against the Crusaders. Like, I've been talking to him through the, during the week, and he's just super excited to have a crack, you know. Like, he's watched the Crusaders for so long now. He's 
going to be matching up with some of the some of the great All Blacks that played for us as well. So he's just excited to get it get amongst it. Have you been uh, have you been talking to Simon Hickey? You've been in his ear about the bomb squad, mate, making sure that your brother gets a proper test. <laughs> yeah, big time. I'm first one down his throat. Hopefully, and get get one of the boys up against him. But uh, I'm not. I'm sure he'll be all right. Like he's, you know, he loves getting in the thick of it, and um, he's not shy of anything. So he'll be he'll be ready to go. Hey, Boris, I've got to take that comment about the hacker golfer. You're actually a pretty sharp golfer. But can you just explain to everyone what went on the other day? Like, um, obviously, we, we, you know, <laughs> like... You, the reason you why you got me on here just to tell you how good golfer are. You just, you wit- <laughs> you know you just witness greatness on the golf course, eh? Hey? Just explain. Just, I don't know, just, just share, just shed some light on it. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. It was it was rocks and diamonds at times, bro. To be fair. <laughs> what do you mean? There's birdies everywhere, and there's a couple of doubles here and there. <laughs> this is not the story we've been hearing, David. We've been hearing that Tiger Dag is on the on, on the prowl. That's all we've been hearing. Oh, there's a wee bit of Tiger Prairie out there, but then there's a few the old Hacker Dag coming back out too. But to be fair, he's not a bad golfer. He's not a bad golfer. Oh, when it goes pear shaped, it goes really pear shaped. Bit like my rugby, eh? When Daggy's on, I'm fire. But when he's off, wow, just spat him down the hatches because it's a bad, bad day. Oh, yuck. Um, all right, so you're not playing this week. Uh, what, what's been the week? What's the week been like for you, bud? Just all about recouping, getting the body right, and and, and everything like that. Yeah, pretty much, man. Just had a been training both weeks for big days and um, you know, got one more session today to get through before having Friday and Saturday off. So, yeah, it's been just been pretty chill and recuperating and, you know, getting the, the 23 prepped and ready for the game this weekend. So it's been pretty quiet, but hopefully a bit more golf to come, eh, hey, is. Uh, Dave, there's, there's, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of talk this season about uh, this other guy who's going to be wearing number 12 in blue, uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Uh, what have you made of his first game in the 12 jersey and uh, how much of a how much of a boost is it for you, to, a challenge for you, you know, in terms of that All Black uh, situation? Yeah, I think it's awesome for not only for me, but Super Rugby in general. Like, you know, you've got one of the, I guess, superstars of the NRL coming to, to back home and into Super Rugby and, you know, he just showed what he could do last week and I think he's only going to get better around the technical side of the game and um, he's only going to get better throughout the week. So it's pretty cool to see him um, that right foot of the game and um, we're definitely looking forward to coming up against him and, you know, challenging him as well. So, um, yeah, it's definitely going to push mm. me to be better and it's only going to be good for our game. That's not the answer you gave me, mate. Stop being humble. So you're going to roll him. If he runs it straight, he'll feel the wrath of my right shoulder. Say it. Just say it. I'm big crop, and he was coming up. He was coming off. So I'll just wait till I play. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, that'll be a good matchup, mate. One of the juicy matchups when uh, the Crusaders face the Blues uh, next time. That nah, we really appreciate you on the show, uh, Davey. You're an absolute champion. I've got a lot of time for you, mate. You're one of my one of my besties, and uh, I'll give you a bit of a hiding at about ten forty-five today, eh? Cheers, <laughs> Thanks for having me on. <laughs> good stuff, David. Thanks very much, man. Cheers, mate. Thank you. David Harvey, yeah. eh? you're trying to get him to talk up your golf game. Is that the only reason you got him on, is he? 
Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're trying to <laughs> we're trying to get Moana Pacifica. Uh, we're trying to you know locate Moana Pacifica, get have a wee chat to them. Um, that's process has been. Uh, a wee bit difficult, which is understandable. They've um, they've got their own challenges ahead of them. So yeah, just approached Davy last night. He's not playing this week, but I thought great opportunity to hear him talk about his brother, uh, William Harvillier, who, you know, for the last couple of years has probably just just lived in a little bit a little bit of a shadow. You know, he's been in the background. Now this is his time, his moment, uh, playing for his family. His dad's a proud Tongan, and uh, just a, just a good opportunity to get him on and and just shed the light on him. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to hear his his pride he had and his brother and seeing him get a chance. Well, see, Timo Fanganuku is also lining up for Moana Pacifica. I mean, it would have been good to have the uh, the Havilis and the Fanganuku brothers line up against each other, wouldn't it? What a story that would have been. Yeah, just polar opposites, mate. Like Lester's like quiet, just simmers away. Tima, you hear of Tima from about three kilometres away, mate. You'd be down the road, you'd be charhooing and chanting on. So, look, both talented players and. Um, yeah, that's going to be a nice little blockbuster as well. But good to see Moana Pacifica come back and, and having an opportunity after a, a tough start, torrid start in, in their competition, their campaign. I, I like that um, halves combo they've got, eh? Inari and McClutchy. I mean, that's the Hawks Bay yeah. um, connection there. But, th- I mean, they, they were on fire through the uh, through the MPC. Mm. Yeah, that's that's going to be key. Uh, Lincoln McClutchy, uh, just huge talent. He's so influential for Hawks Bay. Big part of why they've been so successful. And then Eddie Inardi, who has played for the Crusaders, ventured north to join up with Moana Pacifica, and uh, he gets his opportunity at nine. But that is going to be a big, big task for them. Uh, he's up against Te Toiro Tahuri Orangu, who's getting his first opportunity, and Simon Hickey. Um, they'll be relishing that opportunity, mate. And Lincoln McClutchy's his biggest game. I love how he's attack, he attacks the line. You get a lot of tens that just sit back in the pocket, distribute, whereas Lincoln, he's actually not afraid to take the line on, get into a half gap, throw the offload, uh, and just, just play what he sees. That's that Hawks Bay flair coming out of him. So, yeah, oh, yeah hopefully. Look, looking at the two teams on paper, uh, and I know, you know, the old cliche is not played on paper, is he? But the the two back lines actually look pretty even. I mean, this is gonna, this is down, mm-hmm. the, down to the packs, right? There's going to be one up front. Hundred percent, one up front, and, and if I'm completely honest, that's where Moana Pacifica are going to struggle. Um, we've seen against the Chiefs in that presence, and that's the only game we can go off their their line out and their their scrum struggled. If they can break the game up and keep it, um, you know, unstructured, then they've got a great chance to stay in this game. And saying that, Crusaders got some <laughs> threats all over the park that can destroy you from anywhere, but they can't they can't set piece the Crusaders. No teams in the Super Rugby Com have set piece the Crusaders, let alone Moana Pacifica. So it's going to be a huge challenge for them. If they're going to have any hope, they've just got to play unstructured, keep the ball alive, offload, but a razzle-dazzle. Try and keep the Crusaders from uh, going into structure, keep them out of structure, and they'll go a long way. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at that uh, that Crusaders four. If you haven't seen the team, there's the Crusaders eight. George Bauer, Brody McAllister, Ollie J- Jaeger, Mitch Dunshade, Quentin Strange, Ethan Blackadder, Tom Christie, Pablo Matera. So we get Ethan Blackadder back for the first time as well. I mean, I know how many players <laughs> aren't there, but, phew, man, that's still a great pack. The tackling machine, Tom Christie. I think he's made about 30 more tackles than any other player in the competition, and he's probably missed about one, I think the stat is. So he's... Just an absolute workhorse. Yeah, it doesn't get any easier. Ethan Black had a coming in from injury. Quinn and Strange, great to hear Quinn and Strange on the drive show yesterday having a chat to Kirsty and Beaver. He is captain for the first time. It's a great opportunity for him, who two years ago was potentially pushing for higher honours. 
and and going to the Albies. Went over to a camp in Australia. Um, you know, stamped his mark here. Kind of got put to the side after that, and hasn't haven't seen him since. So this is his chance to really leave from the front and uh, put in a good performance. How was how was that falconing war last weekend? <laughs> that mate, that would have knocked a lot of people out. That falcon straight to the back of the yeah, box. I'll t- I've I've done that. I've done that. I don't know if you remember, guy Ben Badger. Ben yeah. Badger played for the Magpies in 2008. Anyway, he was in my team. We were playing Auckland up in Auckland. He was running back towards me, and I had to kick this ball out. And he was running back towards me. I pumped this ball as hard as I can with the right foot straight into his head, knocked him out cold, off, and we lost Ben Badger, who was our star signing from uh, from the Waratahs and Brumbies that came to, to Hawks Bay. So Whoops. <laughs> knocked out our star player, mate. There you go. There's a wee story for you. There you go. Yeah. And, and, and then, and then, as he was the star player, and there was there was the whole game plan overall. Uh, nah, man. Nah, that was when I was young, dumb, and well, can't say the next line. Anyway, coming up, that was great to chat to David Harvey. Great to have a catch up with David Harvey. Uh, Mick Cafe Coffee Catch Up, absolute champion. Remember, pacing for purpose. Revered race five tonight at Addington, three dollars eighty. Hopefully, we can raise some money like Webby. Child Cancer Foundation. Coming up, we're going to chat to Paulie Moari, the party starter. See what he's got for us. Hopefully he brings some, some good news and better tips than DeMar DeRozan. Anyway, great to chat to David Harvey. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Thanks, Emma. That's obviously pre-recorded, otherwise she'll give us a little bit of stick back. But she can't, because she can't do it live today, but it's all right. Hopefully she'll get back in the studio shortly and do live, live news updates. But thank you very much for that. Uh, got a few text messages coming in quickly. Uh, old Chucker, Cheeky Tanner on Boreham Wood. Lads, sitting at 19 bucks. that is from Brad. So 19 bucks a wee tenner. Good option, mate. Well done. Well done. Hopefully our Boreham Wood and Lukey can get up for the team today. they got all our support for sure. And then Daggy, what happened? Aspen, Colorado. I got on the nose. No good. I now have to go to work today. Oh, Ian. Sorry, Ian. That is punting for you, mate. That is punting for you, eh? Apologies. Hopefully we have a couple. There's some great racing this weekend. Starry Bell into La Creek, mate. Honestly, Starry Bell race to Ellerslie into La Creek, I reckon. Not a bad wee dabble there. And uh, there's some more racing over at Randwick and Caulfield as well. Some nice horses. We'll uh, give a few of those tomorrow morning. And quickly, morning as Ricardo. I won a competition and got to sit in director's box with Terry O'Neill at Arsenal when Winston Reid played his first game for West Ham and lived 10 minutes from Borehamwood where EastEnders is shot, and that is from Dave. How good would that be, Ricardo? Hey, sit in the box. Director's box, even with the bloody... Mate, how good Winter. would that be? And, like, Terry O'Neill is one of the... as an Arsenal legend from, like, the 70s. Mm. You know, so that, that would have been massive. Absolutely massive. Mm, that would have been huge. Yeah. Up there with the, with the big wigs having... Uh, sipping on some... Eating your prawn sandwiches. It, eating caviar. Yeah, mate. What is it? Um... Truffle, you know, having some truffle, oh, you know, yeah, truffle oil and all that. Yeah. yeah. All, what all the Flash guys yeah. do. It's, it's, it's where, <laughs> where you would have been when you were at Stanford Bridge for that little draw with Fulham. <laughs> oh, no, mate. I was sitting right above. The, I was just sitting in there with everyone else with my Chelsea uh, jacket on. I must say they were sponsoring, sponsored by Ali Das back then. That was our little win, but now nah, they lost and Fernando Torres didn't want to talk to us.
Anyway, anyway, that's enough of that. <laughs> it's time for our Greyhound Racing New Zealand charity run. Check out grnz.co.nz for news, previews, form, and more. And this time, we are also raising more money, hopefully, for Child Cancer Foundation. We have gone to Eddington Raceway today. Race two, number four, Gold Star A, Gold Star Ange for a win. Um, yeah, so there you go. We've gone to Eddington, Gold Star Ange for the win. Race two, if it gets up, we're raising some more money for a good foundation to add to Aaron Webb, uh, Webby when he runs around uh, Melvin Park. There you go. The dogs, look, I'll be honest, the dogs, it's a bit like winning Lotto. You just, you, it's, yeah, if it gets up, you're up and about, you're, 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 you're charhooing, but before then, you've got no idea uh, anything can happen. I'll be completely honest. Sometimes, only time I bet on the dogs is when it's just random meeting before the horse races. There's a nice dog, but quickly, your money can be gone in one second. Mm. But anyway, thanks to Greyhound <laughs> Racing New Zealand for being a part of our show and uh, giving us some money to hopefully raise some money for Child Cancer well, Foundation. I'll, I'll say this, is it, it's, it's, you've probably got more chance of winning on the dogs than you do winning on Lotto, to be fair, because there's only eight options, right? Oh, yeah. Rather than 40, and then mm. you've got to get a combo. So I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably more likely you, to put money on the dogs than buy a Lotto ticket, to be fair. <laughs> Have you been close on the Lotto? What's the closest you've got on Lotto? Oh, uh, we had, what do we have? We had four numbers in the bonus. So, oh. uh, yeah, but it was, I, I don't think we're the only ones because it didn't pay a heap. I think we paid like maybe 100 and, 112 or 115 or something like that. It was one of those. Didn't, didn't pay didn't pay heaps. I mean, you take it, you take it, but it's not quite what you're, you're hoping for. Yeah. You? Yeah. Well, yeah. I know you haven't won uh, it because you're still five. working. <laughs> I've had five. <laughs> You've had five? I've had five. I've had five straight and it was about 26 million too and I got excited and bought everything and then uh, missed out two numbers. Oh. Missed out number three and Powerball number three. So I got five. You got five. What did that pay? Um, oh, about 700, I think it was. Oh, it's not yeah. bad. It's not about bad. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. bad. Not yeah. too bad. Lasted for a while, but like like always, mate, that's the closest I've ever been ever since. I get one or two every so often and uh, and have we chat. Anyway, I got a text message coming through when I was having a bit of banter with uh, Paulie Mighty. Great as he can joke about the disgusting riding ones. Police got hurt, but have a laugh, eh, mate? Not good. Oh, come on, mate. I know people got hurt, hurt and police got hurt, and it wasn't very great. But that's why I said it was disastrous in Wellington, mate. Have a laugh. Jeez, it's too early in the morning. Come on, mate. Whew. I don't support the protest, but anyway, we'll move on from that. Coming up, we're going to chat to Tom Abercrombie from Court Kings. And have we chat to him over in Australia about uh, what's been going on with the breakers. They've been struggling as of late. And we'll just get another wee update from Tom Abercrombie because he's coming back from injury and he's had a long spell from the court. So we'll be back shortly for our Court Kings catch-up with Tom Abercrombie. And it's 14 away from nine here on SENZ. Bats and Izzy for breakfast. And sorry, I, I didn't want to interrupt your 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 uh, freestyling. Is go for it. No, 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 no. You go for it. I was just, just getting a bit carried away. I'm getting excited because we've got to go play golf soon. I love golf. 
<laughs> Before you go play golf, we're going to talk basketball with Tom Abercrombie because uh, Court Kings design, build and install basketball heaven. Uh, but Tom Abercrombie does join us out of Oz. How you going, Tom? Morning, fellas. I'm good, thanks. I wouldn't mind joining you for golf, is he? Yes, whatever hits you, man. How do you play? You play all right? What's your handicap? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Play, play off about a 15, but um, haven't got to play too much over oh. yet. Yeah, well, it, it, he's a burglar, Tom. He's a bur- he, he shot 74 the <laughs> other day, but he wouldn't tell you that if you went out on a course together. <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. We'll sort him out. Sort him out, mate. How are you doing, mate? How's the ankle? Yeah, not too bad. Coming along really well. Got my... Um, Got my first practice actually back with the boys uh, today, so looking forward to that one. And um, yeah, hopefully aiming to get back out there and play a few minutes and in, um, in the game next Monday. It's a, a quick turnaround, eh? It's a quick turnaround. How, how's the fitness holding up? You reckon? <laughs> well, yeah, that's going to be the interesting one. Obviously, not not too many practices under my belt, but um, there's not too much of a chance to. Um, get a whole lot of practices in the middle of the season and, and we've got a hell of a stretch coming up with sort of um, games every few days so uh, it's alright I've, uh, I've got a little bit of experience under my belt so hopefully I can um, yeah. jump back in there and be r- running plenty of lines on the on the other court so she'll be right Yeah that's right mate, experience it'll go a long way come next, what, what do you reckon the biggest obstacle will be when you come next Monday getting the feel of, again for being out there and like you see, you've got a ton of experience, and, and with the ankle, you're probably still able to, to shoot the ball, so you've got that rhythm, you've got that feel, but what, what will be the biggest obstacle next week? Yeah, I think it's, it's just going to be a, um, a game sort of feel and confidence thing and, and getting the legs back. Um, I mean, everyone who's played sport knows that uh, mm. it's well and good doing all the training and rehab you want, but there's no substitute for that, for that real thing, that real live game environment um, so obviously it's been a little while since I've been out there I'm not expecting um, you know to light the world up when I come back but uh, hopefully I can come back in and play a few minutes and, and start to pick that up slowly and help the boys out a little bit It'd be good just to get another body on there eh mate because I mean they went pretty well against the Hawks but five players down five players missing it was always going to be a tough mm. ask Yeah yeah nah, we need we need some bodies at the moment we had a had a rough week obviously a lot of guys out um unfortunate injuries yet again and then flight cancelled on the way down to Tassie on the on the Friday night as well um, so we had to fly in on the Saturday morning or whenever it was um, for the game that night uh, we had a had a statewide Wi-Fi outage in, in Tasmania as well that day so the game got delayed to 8 o'clock at night so it was a late tip-off in an empty gym down in Hobart but honestly the, the guys brought really good energy and played hard and um, ultimately, we just we just ran out of gas and bodies a little bit in that in that second half. They went on a little run, but I'm you know super proud of the way the guys played in that game. Yeah, mate, you're talking about there's so many obstacles to overcome every single day. You've seen changes, cancellations of game. How do you how are you guys keeping the morale up? And what are you doing within the environment to just bring some normality to it? Because you can't you know you can't control what's what's happening in front of you. But how do you how do you stay in the now and, and stay happy? Yeah, well, I guess the um, the uh, the randomness of everything and the unpredictability is essentially controllable because we know it's going to happen. So, you know, yeah. in a way, we're, we're kind of prepared for whatever is thrown our way at the moment. We've, as you said, we've we've seen everything um, and experienced everything, and ultimately, when that stuff happens, 
all you can do is you go out there and, and, and play your absolute hardest. And, that, and that's why I said, you know, with everything that went on last week, um, you know, the guys that were out there for that game played their butts off and, and played hard. And, um, mm. yeah, we came up against a very good Illawarra team who were, who were hungry and um, deep. And ultimately they um, were able to go on a run in, in the second half. But uh, you just have to keep playing hard and, and, and take, take each game um, like a new one, and hopefully, as I said, this week we'll get a few bodies back and um, we can go at it again. Hey, Tom, I want to ask you a bit about uh, Luka Doncic over over in the NBA. Um, I just saw these stats that popped up the other day, and I know sometimes stats can be misleading, but I look at this, and uh, this is his career comparison with LeBron James after their each 245 first games. He's got 134 wins compared to 126. He's 26.1 points average versus 26.5. He's averaging 8.5 rebounds versus 6.6, 7.9 assists versus 6.6, and he's got double the double-doubles of LeBron James at this point. Just how good is Luka Doncic? <laughs> he's going to be the best of all time, mate. No, he's, uh, he's very, very good, and I think uh, a lot of people around the world and in Europe knew kind of how good he was going to be, but... Um, you know, still, there was a lot of questions asked when he came to the NBA about how his lack of athleticism would translate or anything. But he just has an unbelievable feel for the game and ability to use his strength and his size and his smarts and shiftiness to get to his spots. And I, mean, I was watching that game against the Lakers yesterday. He's he's taken LeBron on down the stretch one on one, and um, you know, there's not too many better defenders than LeBron when he's locked in and engaged and you know for a guy who is seemingly unathletic to be able to do that and he also dunked all over DeAndre Jordan I think Dwight Howard or whoever in the game too so he's got some sneaky athleticism um and he's still young and man he's a he's a great player to watch I I love his game and and how he goes about things he's unorthodox isn't he the way he goes about it but man he's got some raz doesn't look like it but he actually gets down the court and, and puts put some handles on and get to the hoop, can shoot it from anywhere, drop bombs. So he's freakish. Hey, quick before we let you go, Court Kings, still haven't got my court, mate. What's going on? <laughs> We're just waiting for your order to come through, mate. But um, as I said, that, that beautiful half court, you've got the platform all down there. Um, we can get all the colours for you and get a nice hoop in the backyard. and. Mate. Teach you to dunk oh. properly one day. He's even got the digger in. He's even got the digger in, Tom. He's, he's making room. What are you, what are you alluding to, teaching me to dunk properly? What do you mean? I did dunk. You saw it. We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There were, there were some rumours about trampolines and things like that. But I'm not going to judge if you want to bring a, bring a tramp onto a new court team's court. And if you still need that when you lower the hoop down to five foot. <laughs> Smack talk. Oi, I've got bad knees. I've got bad knees. You wait till we have one on one, Tom. That's us. That's we'll right. get that on. That's great content. Hey, good stuff, Tom. Thanks for coming oh. on, mate, and giving us some time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Tom Abercrombie there with us. Take your love of the game to the next level at home. School or community courts, courtkings.co.nz. We'll be